Let's just get into it. Let's just get roll your ball. Roll that fucking ball. Are we are we good or should we just charge right in? Let's just do it. We're about to fight a big fucking robot unicorn. I'm yeah, ready. If you want to know the previously on, go back and re-listen to the episode. Think th- good point. Things Remy has I done d- since he got superpowers: jumped into a wall and then solved a a, a riddle from a big Saint Peter. He things he has not done: jumped and fought. It's time. It is now. I would I would appreciate no reminding us of what we're doing. No, okay. we're fighting a unicorn and a robot or whatever. Let's go. I can make it very simple. You're in a field of lilies of the valley. The 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 golden road has kind of fallen into disrepair. Right ahead of you is this thick line of trees. A robot Salome has come in riding on a unicorn. She jumps off the unicorn. She drops John the Baptist's head. Oh, I forgot to put John the Baptist's head on the No, but let's just map. say, Dad, your map game is... It's improving. It's, You're going to be... And re- I just want to say, I love... You see all the little flowers everywhere. Dad has added um, some more appropriate like fan art versions of us as the icon there's, there's no inanimate re- there's no inanimate objects representing living human beings yeah, but which then is very right exciting. up there in the top right hand corner no is, uh, no no don't give it away what what are you talking uh, about don't give it away you're showing us it's, it's our there show on the, it's oh, the stuff of oh. nightmares we'll get to it i guess we'll get to it. um as a matter of fact it's coming right now okay okay so i i told you the unicorn this giant robot unicorn has has uh, charged forward after uh ditto challenged me on the biblical authenticity of unicorns that was in um, character no that was oh, no right. that was me i didn't know oh okay so this salome robot starts to dance salome uh, it's really kind of weird uh it's kind of like herky jerky like somebody doing the robot which i guess is appropriate um but as she dances as she spins a couple of the veils that are wrapped around her start to unwind from her body now Gross. these are very specific. They are called rumals, and they're a weapon. They are weighted at the end, and she spins faster and faster. So the unicorn's charging on you, and just then you hear this high-pitched buzzing sound coming from the trees. And John the Baptist's head pops, pipes up and says, Genesis 3.24, at the east of the Garden of Eden, he stationed the cherubim... And the flaming sword. Oh, God, they just moved. They moved. Ah, ah, <laughs> no. cherubim. Sorry, That's Dad, right. Dad has chosen the scariest possible sort of iconography for the cherubim on this map. It and looks they, like if weeping angels had babies. And he, they are, he moved them, and it gave me a terrible fright. Three incredibly adorable baby no. angels. Wrong. Incorrect. No. Come flying out of the trees, each with adorable... Little flaming swords, uh, which I couldn't find on the icon. So I just, are they like scale size, the size of like cocktail swords, or a little bit bigger? Oh, that would be awful cute, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, these are these are shaped in the size of real babies. So, and uh, the unicorn starts making a beeline for Cardala. The cherubim zoom towards Nadia, and Salome launches her first rumal. Straight at Remy. So, I would like you... Cherubims. Why did it have to be <laughs> cherubims? <laughs> I, I need you guys to roll to determine who's going to go first. So, what we'll do is roll your, your fate die and add your uh, athletics bonus to it so I can decide who goes first. So, we can decide who goes first. Uh, I have uh, plus five. I rolled a two, plus one, a three. 
Yeah, I'll uh, go ahead and add a one, so I got a one. Remy's going to go first. I turn to the other two and I say, I really don't want to punch a baby. I know that they're robots, but it's still a little bit upsetting. She, it's a robot. I can logically distance myself from the fact that that is not a real baby, Remy. Like, Fair enough. You get that, right? You fight robot dance lady. I'll fight robot babies. Cardala? Yes. Robot unicorn. This, I feel like our dance cards are full, as they say. I- I do not appreciate your order, but I would like to punch the unicorn. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be a lot easier for you to punch this unicorn if it was lying down. And I grab the, the rumal as they're coming at me, and I want to try to trip the unicorn. Uh, like, they're long strips of fabric, right? With with weighted... Yeah, but they're like this really high-tech mesh. Yeah. They'll they'll stretch, but they're not going to tear or break. Well, I mean, if they're flying at me, I just want to grab them out of the air and then try to, like, uh, clothesline the, the unicorn as it's coming. Like, get it get it under the legs and, and knock it down. Try to interrupt All its right. charge. What would that All be? Right. Well, you tell me. What do you want to use? Tell me. I think the move. I, You're gonna grab grab I, the room all? Yeah. I think because it's like a range attack and I'm trying to like interrupt it, I feel like athletics would be because I don't see anything else really on maybe physique, but that's more like a feat of strength. This is more of a feat of like coordination. Yeah. Okay. Uh all right. so Well, that's not gonna be good. That is a two. Okay. And so, so you roll the just to be clear, roll the negative two plus, plus four. Fours. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think I'm gonna add anything to it because this is not uh anything requiring leaping balancing or otherwise demonstrating your agility i think because of the accuracy of of her throw i think uh i think the rumal actually impacts you oh, the wow. weighted part the weighted part of the rumal i fucking hits you. I, I see him coming i like clap my hands together and put up like a catcher stance and they just fucking level me oh yeah i like that but you caught it uh and and you went down okay I take, right. a, I take a stress, I imagine. Yeah, you take one stress. Okay. Okay, so we haven't dealt with this yet. In Fate, um, when you take hits, you have, like, um, so like say you take one point of damage, or wait, one point of stress is what it's called. Basically, you have hit points in the form of stress, and if you take too many of those, you get a consequence, and consequences are aspects that Dad can invoke, and they could be something like broken rib or bloody nose or yeah, concussion or something like that, and... Uh, now I got the, I I got the thing. Me. I got the thing. So don't worry about that. Disarm. Who's who's going next? I'm going to let you pick who goes next. Oh, that's right. So it's, this is the best thing we we learned about this in the demo session we did. Uh, right. Combat order is you you pick who goes next. But if you if I just pick you know Justin and Justin picks Travis, then the enemy gets to go what three times in a row, which could be bad. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Salome would go next. Okay, well, I think that uh, what she does is she uh, lets go of that uh, rumal and uh, s- spins again. She's got another one unwinding. Oh, man. Uh, she's sending it back towards you again. Shit. Um, I'm already hurting. Uh, this time, the uh, the weight at the end of the rumal has a small blade on it. Oh, that's mean. She throws that bladed rumal at you, and she got a negative three. Oh, uh, so combined with that, so it, it accidentally gives you a really great haircut. It goes, well, it goes hold- sailing, it goes sailing right over your prone form and s- maybe snips off a little bit of your hair. No, like no, idea. no, no. But in a good way. No, but in a good way. It's, oh, yeah, oh that's, that's cool. That's and even better. better than before. Okay, fantastic. After that, all right. I'm gonna have uh, Nadia go next. 
great. I'm going to uh, turn my right hand into a whip and att- <laughs> att- attempt to clip one of uh, whichever one's closest to me's wings. It would be this one right here. Yeah, the, I, yeah. okay. You don't have to. Please don't move it. <laughs> it's very, very upsetting. Um, so Jesus, what's w- with the negative twos? The negative two yeah. squads here. Well, so the idea is like, you know, try to clip the the end of one wing, try to like shear off a few so that it's like flying all wonky. Um, that's a will attack. Uh, do, 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 do. Hmm. Now, I, w- I want everyone to know I could make a solid case here for why aerodynamics is science based, but. We don't have time for that. Well, is there anything um, you can do? I mean, you got a bad roll. Yeah, I, you can, I, I have. You can uh, um, use one of your aspects. Yeah, with human polymer, it's uh, will plus two for the attack, so it's a three. I would say that's that smacks into uh, the uh, the cherubim's left wing, and it starts fluttering in kind of a weird way. So uh, the cherubim kind of he hasn't gone down yet, and it's still functioning. But he kind of flies off to the side and flies back a little bit out of the way. Okay, I'm going to put down uh, Cherubim 1, Aspect, Wonky Wing. Okay, who goes Tra- next, Nadia? Yeah. Um, I'm going to let Card... No, the... No, oh God, Choices, Unicorn. Well, the Unicorn is just going to charge right at Cardala. Uh, yes, yes, excellent. Now, but it's not using its horn... It's just going to mm. use it's using its butt. It's just going to use the impact of just running into Cardala to drive Cardala back. So if you're attacking, then I get to do, uh, oppose you with right. my fight skill. That is a one plus first positives of the game. Just <laughs> four. That's a five. The unicorn also rolled a five. So on a tie, the attack misses, but the attacker gets a boost that they can invoke next time, basically. Okay, so the unicorn goes thundering over the turf, slams into Cardala, but she had had time to brace herself and doesn't move. What is the unicorn? Right. What's the unicorn's boost? It needs like an aspect that like it can invoke next time for free if it wants to, like either like very angry or charging or I guess I don't know. It could be anything. I think that it would it maybe it uh, it now knows a little bit more about Cardala and knows brute force isn't going to work. How's that for a boot? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, understanding, okay. informed. All right, I say Cardala goes next. Yes, excellent, excellent try, little horse. <laughs> uh, very very precious. I will have a trophy from this unicorn, and uh, I'm going to grab its horn and tear it off. Which Snapple. I guess would be fight. I think that might be physique because you're. I think just it doing might it. be mean. Uh, it's very strength. definitely mean, but it's a feat of strength and, and not really an attack, right? Uh, yeah, we can call it physique because it, I guess I wouldn't necessarily be fighting technically. So you got a plus one. Yes. Okay. The unicorn has a minus two. Yay! Perfect. So describe it. Uh, so Cardala grabs the horn and uh, s- sort of like just in a like spins with, while grabbing the horn and just like rips it off. It is, it is uh, just obvious, like raw strength. Um, and it is clear. She is also enjoying herself very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and everyone kind of stops and goes, damn. Oh, what happens? 
re the unicorn like when the horn is removed it weeps uh it it it, it sparks shoot out of its nose cool uh and it shakes its head violently back and forth and it kind of stumbles a couple of steps away but it hasn't it hasn't stopped it hasn't shut down hasn't shut down completely um okay so the cherubim are next um but before the cherubim move john the baptist's head says uh why doth thou abide it? Oh, God, forget it. That wasn't the voice. It was more like Charlton Heston. I'll screw it. Why don't you leave me alone, you assholes? Uh, uh hey, Mary, are you all of these robots, right? Yes? I d- <sighs> Yeah, now shut up. Okay, can you stop attacking us with all these? We're, we're here to help, I promise. There's really no, no reason. No, are you kidding? No. Continue your assault, right. ghost. What else would you say? And the two cherub- cherubim that are not uh, not messed up go flying straight at Cardala. Yeah, they're gonna attack. Come to me, baby. They're gonna. I'm sorry, Nadia. I apologize. Damn it. I'm sorry. Flies right at Nadia and wield their flaming swords. A plus three overall. Damn. Oh Jesus. Um. So that's a one. I'm going to invoke rapid analytical mind um, to give me uh, the opportunity to jump out of the way. How about that? My reflexes are heightened because of my rapid analytical mind. Okay. I like that. Wait, can you just invoke I, you wouldn't just to do, do it? You know, oh, no. You, so that would be a plus two, right? So then yeah. that would give me three. Okay. And the cherubim, I think I said had a two. Mm-hmm. So describe it. Um, so the cherubim start heading in and, and Nadia begins to form her left hand into a shield and realizes it's not going to finish in time and process the information quickly enough to instead kind of just throw herself to the right. And the, the flaming swords go whistling through the air and miss, miss Nadia completely. So spend a fate point, Trav. Yes. We're back to Remy. All right. I feel like, so the cherubim are still flying up in the air. Yep. Okay, I turn to Nadia and I say, hey, can we trade? Because I feel like I can do pretty good against in-the-air things. You got it. Wait, that's not her voice at all. <laughs> you sure. got it. Yeah, yeah you got it, mister. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right. Yes, yes please. If, you, if you're ready to fight the babies now and you're not afraid of robot babies anymore, no, by all means, I'll take Dance Lady and you can fight the little babies. No, sure. No, the babies are terrible now. I'm, I've learned a lot about the babies in the last few minutes. I'm not a big fan anymore. I start running towards the, uh, the babies and... We haven't established what my hands can do yet, right? It's that's right. I think I just well, want to grab things. They can wave. No, I watched um, Sesame Street. I know what's up. I want to jump up and just try to, just like, I guess punch one of the robot babies in in midair and just kind of Aww. see what happens. They have flaming okay. swords. I don't know. Is there something else I could do? Hmm. No, no. Punch. You the haven't baby. done by this. all means. Punch a Let's baby. Let's see it. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to do it and then I imagine there's some sort of energy around my hand when I when I go in for this attack, right? Okay. Yeah. Like Iron Fist. Uh I don't know that I need to roll for the jump because my basic super agility lets me jump uh, like two stories high. Um Okay. And so let's just roll for fight. Let's hear it for a positive number. Hey, oh. a zero, that ain't nothing. But I have a 3 in fight and 
a power called Basic Natural Weapon. You have some sort of built-in weaponry uh, that gives you plus two to fight when brawling unarmed in close quarters. So that's a five. And and you want to be punching the one that was already kind of beat up? No, I think I'd punch a fresh one, right? Okay. Punch a fresh one. Where do you punch him? In the baby. It's it's not a lot. And it's a. am really uncomfortable with how much we're talking about punching a robot baby. It's got to be, what, head, body? What are you doing? I mean body, I guess. Okay, <laughs> right in the gut. And, and when you do, there's this gigantic explosion of sparks. Can I establish something else? Because we've kind of talked about what this power is. I feel like my my fists just have like the same sort of kinetic power that powers my jumps. And so I feel like the baby would just go blasting off into the sun, almost. like it, It's like I made it jump very, very far away when I punched it. All right, bash it then. Yeah, I Boom. don't think it's fun to make things explode, but I think it's very fun to make things go like Boom. flying away. Yeah, okay. It goes flying away into the woods. All right. Into the woods. Into- okay. All right. So Salome takes advantage of this situation. She has that other rumal that's been spinning. She has another one that's that's spinning. And when Remy goes sailing past, she throws the rumal in his direction. Stop hitting me! Salome's not trying to hit you with the rumal this time. She throws it to make it wrap around your arms and legs. All right. I get to evade this, though, right? Right. I'm really good at this, so... Jesus, please us. All right, that's a minus two, but I have plus four and an additional plus two to avoid uh, dodging, to, to avoid range attacks. So uh, I guess that's a four total. Well, she has a six total. Beans. The Ramal wraps around Remy, pinning his arms to his sides and pinning his legs so they can't move. As soon as he comes to the ground, he hits the ground really hard, which kind of stuns him. Salome jumps on the unicorn, and dragging Remy behind her, goes plowing back up into the the trees. Bye! And almost as soon as she's out of sight, the two remaining cherubim collapse to the ground, Nadia's powers fade. Oh, shit. And Cardala turns back into Irene. What is happening? Oh, where to start? Where to start? Um, you know what? Actually, no. Just let's follow him. I don't feel like explaining it. Okay, can you give me just like a summation? <laughs> like a yeah, quick it, overview of up, where ex- we I'll explain why we while we walk. How much do you remember? Okay, yada yada yada. We don't actually need to recap. Yeah, the and then the, the propeller la- yeah. spins. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red line crosses the Atlantic, and they yeah. arrive. It sounds like we got to go after them. Yes, you can probably follow the sound of my yelling because I'm definitely, definitely yelling. I'm gonna do investigate roll to like follow the path and the yelling and stuff. All right. Nope. <laughs> That's a negative three. Oh my god. My investigate is plus three. It's great. I'm like, who's Remy? It's good that this is going to be such a short arc because we're all going to die. So what happens is uh, Remy's shouts fade in the denseness of the trees, but you kind of already know the direction to go in. Oh, wait, I have an idea. I shall use 
science and reprogram one of the cherubim to lead us there. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, that's a negative two, but my science is four, so I, ro- I get a two to All cherubim right. reprogramming. The, the little cherubim's eyes open up, and he says, I love woo. Oh, All right. Okay. And then he stops. All right, change the scene real quick before you guys move. Hey, can I ask, how's Remy doing? That's where we're going right now. All right, good. We now go to... Oh, goodness gracious. The next scene. Basically, it's a giant recreation of an ancient tabernacle. It's overgrown with weeds. Uh, There's whole chunks of plaster that have fallen away, you know, to kind of reveal the infrastructure. There's this, like, big arena in the middle of it with four entryways from the four points of the compass and standing up on a raised area at the, at the very northern part of this stands Mary. Um, she's got a head full of curly red hair. It's tangled and matted, just not, not very much hair maintenance there going at all. She, she's still wearing her fellowship vest, uh, but the rest of her clothes are torn and dirty Oh, man, that's um, right. Our vests were supposed to give us plus to defense. Oh, beans. Well, I think they're bulletproof, but anyway. And Salome and the unicorn, once they got here, Remy lays in the middle of that, on the on the ground in that arena thing, still bound by the rumal. But once they got to a certain point, the uh, the unicorn and Salome, I guess it's just a horse now. It's not a unicorn anymore. Yeah. The horse well, and Salome. I mean, it's still genetically a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. The hor- the horn does not make the unicorn. Dad. Right. That's a good point. Mary looks down at you and says, um, well, what are you looking at? You try living on Prado Pups and Mountain Dew for six weeks. See how you look. I would be the happiest boy in the world. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I love those little corny dogs. And a do to yeah. a do for dipping. Don't mind if I do. Come on, it's like a it's like a twenty four seven land party up in here. I'm into it. Yeah, it is pretty sweet. See, that's yeah, why right. are you so bummed out? We're t- I promise we're not here to to hurt you. We came here to try to to, to <laughs> get some help for you. Listen, I appreciate it, but horse shit. I know why you're here. You and your buddies are here from the do good fellowship to to kill me. And that's not going to happen. Listen, I've been a superhero for like 20 minutes, but I'm pretty sure we've we, there's like an unspoken sort of Batman, no lethal situation. I'm, I don't want to kill anybody. Jesus. No, listen, everybody's out to get me. I know they are. Everybody wants to hurt Space Cadet. That's the way it is. That's right. And look, look, I appreciate you giving me my powers back, but... I'm not going to let you and your two monster girlfriends kill me. Uh, And let me guess, those two backstabbers, Addison and Flanagan, are with you too, aren't they? Uh, No, just three of us. Uh, They are complete dipshits, though. I'm so glad we're on the same page there. It's tough when they give you shitty partners, isn't it? I know, and I know exactly what you're talking. Can I roll empathy to try to literally empathize with her right now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a two, a two and I have a plus two in empathy and I'm like 
Yeah, you know, it's I, I, it seems like there should be a better process. You know, it's not like we're really uh, simpatico, like fully locked into the drift. Uh, that was Pacific Rim. You like that one? That was a good flick. That was good. Oh, I love that movie. Love it. It's love good. it. Love it. No, I know it's out of your control, but I, I, I listen. I know things are are rough, but I really don't mean you any harm. I, I'm just trying to like use empathy to like get her to stop attacking us with robots all the time. God. <sighs> I don't know. You know, it's just the whole joke. The 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 do good fellowship with their twenty four dumbass questions and and all the screening. Did you they know, do all twenty four sure. when when you were there for the initiation? Because I thought it went a little bit long. Oh God. I it was a pain in the ass. Whoever came up I guess Ben Franklin, I guess. We can thank Ben Franklin. Old pervert. But, yeah. Oh, absolutely. See, you don't believe in what they're doing either, do you? Absolutely not. But I do. I'm I'm worried about you is my main thing right now. Oh, no, don't worry about me. I'm getting what I wanted. See, here's the thing. I had no interest in being a, a do-gooder. I, all their little tests and all their little screening. I fooled them all. I want powers because I'm going to get back at the government for what they did to my mom and dad. My mom and dad were true believers they were you want to talk about doing good they were doing good and then the government hounded them with a bunch of trumped up charges and and destroyed their ministry and sent them to prison took all this away from them when i when i went there to get my powers it was just to get revenge on the government i'm gonna show them a thing or two all right well um Yeah, I'm. I mean, they make bad. They make bad choices sometimes. This is. A, I'm sorry about your folks. It's that's a that's a real shame to hear about it. But um, we're, we, you understand? I didn't. I didn't do that to you. But you've been attacking me with robots since we got here. So can we call a truce on that and figure out you know a, a way forward here? Just then, Mary and Remy both feel that surge of warmth going through them, and Mary says, "Oh." There's that old sweet feeling. Your super significant others must be getting closer. And we cut back to Nadia and Cardala. Did Irene? Listen. Hold on. Did Irene just turn back into Cardala as soon as that warmth? Well, not yet. No. I, we're cutting to that moment where the power starts surging okay. through him. So she's still Irene for right N- now. Nadia, listen. Yes? You need to stay outside. I think I can talk to her. Uh huh. Listen, if you hear me yelling, rush in and. I don't know, turn your hand... What were you doing? Like, Yeah, like don't putty? worry about that. Rushing in isn't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, you know you... what? Nadia's good out here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kind of walk around the building. Yeah, see, see, see if, if maybe any, I can um, find... Yeah, see if I can science find... Science out here. No, see if I can find another entrance, you dingus. Yeah, that that's good too. Yeah, try to find another entrance. Irene walks in to the arena. Irene comes in, makes an entrance into the arena. I, I see Irene. Hey, Irene, you're back. And Irene, the that warm glow of energy starts kicking in, and Irene can feel herself starting to change as she sees Remy. Well, shit, this isn't what I have come to return your horn. Oh no. I'm going to put it in your chest. Cardala, wait, we're good here. Like, we're we're really making some Cardala's already storming towards Mary with the horn in hand, brandished like a dagger. And the unicorn charges in between and intercepts. Okay, good. 
then uh, Cardala buries the horn in the unicorn's head. Now, this, uh, this is a fight. I'm point putting down. it down. Point down. Ah. I'm putting it in backwards. It's a joke. <laughs> All right. That's a four. Oh, yeah. That's a zero. That puppy, describe it. Uh, Cardala flips it up in the air, grabs it point down, jams it in the part where the sparks go. Uh, and the head just absolutely goes kablooey, and down goes the unicorn. Does Nadia uh, does Nadia hear this happening from outside? I want I don't want Travis to be left out. Yes. Does Nadia hear this from outside? Yeah, Nadia, what do you do? I'm investigating for another entrance. Can we roll for that now? Then her looking yep. for another entrance. All right, do it. Damn it! That's another minus <laughs> she can't even two. Find, she can't even find the first entrance. All right, uh, how I, about it's a one? It's a one total. Um, okay, so how about but, if you hear noise, uh, you're approaching the eastern entrance, and you can hear the sounds coming from there. How's that? Mary's powers are kicking in to the nth degree. Uh, that red hair of hers just shoots out. It's like a halo of fire around her head. And she says... Um, Romans twelve nineteen, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. I told you you had monsters with you. And then all of a sudden, the ground starts to shake. Loud, tremendous impact. Uh, footsteps coming. And from behind Mary in the uh, northern arch steps a giant Goliath. 15 feet high, carrying a spear and a giant shield. The Goliath opens up in the back, just kind of panels open up, and she climbs inside. Let's roll uh, for initiative. Hey, everybody, this is Griffin McElroy. You're done? Nope. Your best friend, just your best friend. Thank you so much for listening to the Adventure Zone. It's the third episode of our commitment arc that we've been doing uh, with Dad at the lead, telling a cool superhero story. And uh, I think we got one more episode left coming out in two weeks, and then uh, we will probably be put, putting up a a, a live show, uh, probably the one that we're going to be doing in, in Tacoma here in just a, a little bit. And uh, we hope you enjoy that. And then we're going to move on to the next thing, and we're still figuring out what that's going to be. But I I hope you enjoy that also. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth. Don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier 
for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now, back to the show. Uh, our first Jumbotron here is for a podcast called Brute Force. It's another actual play podcast. Do you like adventures with a Western flair, monsters, inappropriately named sailing vessels? You know there's some good seamen jokes happening in here. Very excited to delve in. Uh, then you need to listen to Brute Force, a real play podcast about a team of monsters trying their best to be good, uh, who accidentally are entrusted with saving the world. Each episode is narrated by Jasper Spitwhistle, a bard at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room, who spins the tales of Brute Force's past deeds, uh, which are acted out by our four weird and wacky players. You can look for them uh, on iTunes at Brute Force. Uh, go check out this podcast if you need more actual play adventure happening in your lives uh also have a message here for bob bobby the bobster baba rooney bobalicious opal my sweet my favorite bob in the whole world one of those things was not like the other and it's from beth that's me 
That's what it says. I'm not Beth. I'm Griffin still. Hey, this is Beth now. Hey, you asked me how my Thanksgiving was a few days ago, and I still haven't texted back. Sorry, I'm a shitty friend. But uh, to my credit, you signed the friend contract without looking, but so did I. Here's your chance to outshit me. <laughs> Here's your chance to outshit me. Good luck, because you're the sweetest friend I've ever known. P.S. I owe you $99, and Thanksgiving was great. And this was... I don't know when this was sent in. I don't know if this was for Thanksgiving last year or, or, or if they have future sight and are predicting they're going to have a great Thanksgiving this year. But either way, send me the lottery numbers. I would love to you know, buy a big water park. or I think if I won the lottery, it would be a, lot of, a water park. So thank you, Beth. Hit me up with those lotto numbers. Very important. Thank you to everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag. It uh, means a lot that that you all have been so supportive of the show. And here, when we're sort of transitioning into the second season and trying out a bunch of new mini arcs, uh, it, it really means a lot for you to sort of keep the show afloat and keep new listeners coming in because we don't pay to advertise the show at all. We rely only on your word of mouth. And we are so, so, so grateful uh, for you telling a friend that you think might be interested in it. Uh, if you could also leave an iTunes review, I, I think that still helps, although... That whole process is still very confusing to me fucking eight years after we've started doing podcasts. Um, I don't know that there is a whole lot else. Thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. You can go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. Shows like uh, One Bad Mother and Stop Podcasting Yourself and Minority Corner and uh, Judge John Hodgman and so many great shows all at MaximumFun.org. And if you want to hear other stuff that we do or watch the videos that we do, you can go to McElroyShows.com and you can find a list of everything we do right there in one very convenient place. Uh, okay, that's it. I'm going to let you get back to the rest of the episode. Uh, once again, the next episode is going to be, I believe, the finale of Commitment, and it is going to come out on November 30th. So we will talk to you then. Bye, everybody. All right, Remy, you go first again. I say to Cardala, you got this right. You can you can handle this one. Uh, yes. Yeah, this seems up your alley. Hey, Batman rules. Don't kill. Okay, the robot is fine. But Mary, don't 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 mortally. Well, just remember your mission. Yeah, don't mortally injure her. Okay, can you can you restrain yourself that much? Yes, I feel that my thirst for battle will be slaked by this giant person. Fantastic. I just need you to buy me some time. I have a cunning plan. And I somewhere Nadia shivers. <laughs> I bend, I bend my knees. And are there like rafters or someplace up high that I can I can jump up to? I would say that the entrance ways are pretty high. Yeah, I just want to jump up on top of one of the entrance ways and sort of get get free from from battle to do something on my on my next turn. Just sort of okay, get, get out of the do way. It. All right, which I one do you want to north south? Well, you don't want to go north. Uh, no, uh, God, no. I'll go, uh, I'll go, I'll just jump up to the west one, I guess. All right. I'm just there trying to go. get out of the battle so that I can, because what I need to do next is going to take some time, and I won't be able to do it if I have a big giant attacking me. Okay. All right, I'm done. Um, I think next. Who goes next? Uh, how about, uh, it's just the Goliath, right? There's no other enemies in here? Right. Let's just get that turn out of the way. The Goliath only sees one target, and that would be Cardala. So the Goliath charges forward and tries to spear Cardala with, well, the spear. Mm. Uh, and kind of gives this inarticulate growl when he does it. Great. The giant has four in fight, 
And so we got a negative one, so that's three. Uh, Cardala ties with a three. Okay. The spear glances off of Cardala. Mm-hmm. Cardala kind of turns sideways. Is that all right? Sure. And the spear tip kind of bounces off of Cardala's vest. And so it also apparently is spear point proof. And the giant and then, giant uh, needs an aspect. Uh, the energy that the uh, robot Goliath had been planning on using to skewer Cardala uh, is saved up since they didn't really make impact. Okay. So it's like charged. So that's your, yeah. your boost. So um, who's next? I think uh, Cardala. Yes. Excellent. This is more like it. <laughs> yes. Raw. Yes. Cardala uh, smacks her hands together like that and uh, creates a sheet of ice underneath the Goliath. <laughs> okay. That's that's the, the weather. She is freezing the ground beneath the Goliath. All right. Um, now, the way that works for this particular power is I have to roll. I, it's, I'm creating advantage using will. Um, so I need to roll, and the opposition is generally plus two. That's two plus my will is three, so that's five. So I do create the uh, the sheet of ice beneath the Goliath. Okay. So the advantage is an aspect. Is an aspect of the environment that I can invoke. Anybody can to, invoke. Anybody can invoke, correct. Yes, thank you. So any of us can use that next time we do something, which maybe Nadia can do now. And I guess uh, Nadia goes next. Yeah, Nadia. Cool. So I have come in from the east. You know, I'm just going to both hands together and like sledgehammer um, the the back of the Goliath's legs. Okay. So I end up with four plus the slippery ground. So plus two, it's a six. Nice. Well, the uh, giant in defending, I guess, defends? Uh, yeah, that'd uh, probably be yes. a fight, right? Yeah. Well, no, he did act with Will, so... Well, Will is, Will is not his fight skill. Okay. All right. Uh, you, it, it slams into the, the, the back of the Goliath's legs, which knocks him forward on the ice, and the Goliath goes down to one knee, uh, and kind of slides right up against Cardala. You take some stress um, for that, I imagine? Yeah, takes two, as a matter of fact. Uh, how do you do, how do you, okay, how, uh, this is a question, how do you know how much stress It's how much, something? it's how much Travis beat Dad's roll by. Yeah. Oh, okay. How much, Crazy. what did you, right. so what did you roll down with your fight defense? Uh, four. Yeah, a total so it was four. Six. Yeah. yeah. So there's, so it right. t- I took, so the Goliath took two physical stress. Um, I'm, I'm also going to, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to self-compel my drawback, um, which is use of power is physically exhausting, use too much, it will cause her physical damage, because I think that was a pretty big hit to do like a two-handed swing against a 15-foot opponent, so I'm going to say that that also causes me one physical stress. All right, and you take a fate point for that. Well, if that, if that approves it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do approve it. Okay. I like that. All right. All right. We're back up to Remy. All right. Here's my idea. I want to spend a fate point to establish a a thing that is true about the world. That is the other thing you can do with fate points. And I just want to establish that I have, uh, I, I you put my thumb into the bag, open up the thumbprint, open up my bag, and I reach in and I get out my laptop. Okay. Uh, and I open it up. 
and I try to find Mary's signal. I assume even if it's not a Wi-Fi signal, it's some something that reaches out to electronics, and so this is this is one of those things. And so I try to find Mary's signal. Okay, I say you can find the signal. Okay, I find her signal, and then I'm going to try to DDoS her. Yeah. <laughs> Which means the uh, the denial of service attack. It means I'm just going to kind of flood the signal to a point where it will stop working. Okay. Uh, so, Go for it. Okay. I'm assuming this is craft, because that's like what I established as my IT right. skill. So, well, in this case, you're rolling against Mary, then. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. Uh, so it I have, was not negative. It was not negative. So I have a plus two in crafts, but I have uh, the IT specialist aspect that I can invoke. Uh, so I can spend another fate point here. Can I also? Uh, hmm. You can well, invoke so, as you can invoke as many things as you want. Find right? out what, yeah. Find out what Mary. Wait, can we find out what Mary rolled before invoking things? Yeah, you can. You can keep adding on to it. So that's a four total. All right, Mary has rolled a one, but has four in crafts, so she has five. I mean, I think I can also just invoke. Uh, spend my last fave point and invoke uh, the ground, the the ice on the ground, and then uh, uh, say like she was too busy, sort of keeping her keeping staying upright to like really fend off this attack. Would you give me that? Like she was spending so much bandwidth, yeah. like just trying to stay I'll give upright. You, I, no, no. All right, yeah, I'm I'll burning. I'm burning all of my shit on this one because I really want it to work. So that's that brings me up to a six, which beats her five. So the net outcome is one, correct? In your favor? Yeah, but this isn't really an attack as much as it is, like, I'm just trying to keep her from being able to control things with her signal. I'll go along with that. Okay. And, and but you've also connected to her, correct? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess my computer is connected to, to Mary. And since her power can, is, like, communicating with these chips and with technology, she is now linked to your laptop, do I get a IM from her, like a AOL Instant Messenger message? You get a message. You get a message where she says, "Are you out of your mind? Do you know what's going to happen if I'm in here and I don't have control of this thing?" I just message back, "Lol." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. At, at this point, the Goliath rears back. It's right on top of Cardala. I mean, right next to Cardala. Rares back with that shield and hits Cardala with everything it's got. Yeah, can can I give it the aspect out of control? Just like as I think that was technically creating an advantage. And I think the advantage is that I removed control from Mary. And so this thing is now out of control. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And the roll is two. So that's seven. Hits Cardala for seven. Okay. Uh, so Cardal has four against that seven. Um, I'm going to invoke the ice uh, and spend a fate point to invoke the ice uh, to add to to my roll, which would get me to six. And I'm using the ice to kind of slide away so it doesn't clobber me okay. directly. The so impact. Cardala yeah. just kind of flings herself uh, away from the impact. Not enough to miss it, but she turns into the skid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so Goliath rears back with that shield, slams it into Cardala. That knocks Cardala back. Um, uh, oh, the ice and away from uh, Goliath. And 
does one physical stress to Cardala, and it's Cardala's turn. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I haven't been hurt in so long. Well, I, I have super toughness, which gives me two armor. So I, it didn't really hurt that bad, but... An armor value reduces the shifts of a successful hit. So armor two makes any hit worth two less than usual. If you hit, but the target's armor reduces the shift value to zero below, you get a boost to use on your target, but you don't do any harm. So when you hit... So the armor negates uh, however much of the shift that the armor is. So if you have armor two, then you took that shift down to zero. And when that happens because of armor, then the Goliath gets another boost, but doesn't do any harm. Does that make sense? Okay. So the Goliath has yeah. a, so Dad needs to give the Goliath another aspect, but you did not actually take any damage. I think it's just going into to full uh, full berserker mode now. I mean, berserker systems mode. are disrupting. Mode. Yeah. So it's, it's out of control good. and berserk. So we have a lot of stuff we can use on this Goliath now. Okay. Um, I like I how we not- keep saying like this Goliath too. I think <laughs> his name is Goliath. It's Goliath. You know, like David and. Oh yeah, you know, hit like, it in the fucking somebody hit it in the fucking head with a yeah, rock. Yeah, right. Like I feel like this is we're we're missing a particular. <laughs> well, I believe it's Cardala's turn. Uh, hit it in the head with a rock. That's the Bible thing, the terrible Bible. That's what it says. That's uh, just for it. in case you missed last episode. Cardala kept calling it terrible, like a strong, not Griffin. Griffin's not saying the Bible is terrible. <laughs> just want to make that clear here. Little editorial note. I. Th- should throw a rock right at the dome. At it, I suppose. Um, okay, I just grab a chunk of the frozen ground. Uh, and snap off a piece of ice. Snap off a piece of ice, <laughs> and I chuck it at the Goliath's head, um, which I guess would be a physique. Sh- well, or shoot, shoot. Okay, uh, I am going to chuck the ice chunk. And him, and I have a uh, a one. I'm going to uh, invoke out of control so that at an inopportune moment, uh, because it's it's not in control, at an inopportune moment, it turns its head to look at my attack, um, and I add two uh, to my one to make it a three. The Goliath has three. Perfect. Yeah, I'll go ahead and just leave leave it as a boost. Um, Cardala uh, is now furious that that dumb idea didn't work, and she's remorseful that she didn't just punch it in the in its face. Yeah, so that's my boost. Okay, the the ice chunk kind of bounced off the side of Goliath's head. Okay, never mind. It wasn't. It wasn't a riddle. My bad, Nadia. What do you do? So now that uh, since the Goliath is still down on one knee, right? Um, I'm going to attempt to turn one hand into a crowbar and pop open the door that Mary is in, the compartment that Mary is in. <laughs> okay. From the back. Yes. yes. Zero. Super great. Um, we'll put this five. Five. All right. The door pops open. Mary is faced away from you because she's facing forward, but she uh, kind of yells back over her shoulder. And she's, you got to understand something. They are linked. So all this craziness, all this berserkness is kind of feeding back on her, too. And she just turns at you. That hair is still going all over the place. And as a matter of fact, it's kind of weird because the hair has kind of entangled inside the Goliath, working around all the mechanics of it and all the technology. And she just turns and looks at you and just gives this horrible screeching scream right in your face. 
Okay. <laughs> Remy. Uh, I want to do another dumb thing. Uh, do it. Since this, since Goliath was able to be connected to by Mary, I assume I can also try to use my computer to hack the Goliath and take it over. You can certainly try. <laughs> well, I've disconnected her, him from Mary, they, right? That was the thing I did with the DDoS attack. And so I won't be, I, I don't think I'd be contesting her. I'd be contesting the Goliath. So basically, you'd be duplicating her superpower with your hacking skills. Uh, I don't know about that, but I just want to take control of the Goliath with my hacking skills. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yes. But yes. <laughs> Go for it. Please, God, please. Yes! That is a three pl- with the roll, uh, plus two for my hacking skill. Yeah. Okay. That's a three. All right. Holy shit. I got a five. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I will, here's what I will say. Uh, your, your attempt to take control partially works, um, uh, and it, basically what happens is there even more systems fail and the Goliath goes down on the other knee, still waving his, his shield and spear. But I don't have control over it? It took control of his legs. I'm not going to grant you her superpower. Oh, okay, but I have control. Just... I have control of his legs. Yes. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> and now it's it's Goliath, and and just completely enraged, thrashing around with its arms, takes its spear and jams it back over its shoulder, like a back scratcher. Yeah, except he's trying to get to your back through your front. Jabs the spear at Nadia, and he with. The if I invoke the aspects and with the roll, that is a six. Cool. I have uh five minus one, so four. And yeah, you know, I'm gonna take that hit. I'm gonna take that hit. So it That's- would ordinarily probably with a flesh and blood person would have killed them, but with your pliable, flexible skin, uh where do you want it? Where do you want the spear to, to pierce you? I'm just going to go ahead and take the mild consequence and maybe get it like in, like a graze on the ribs. Okay. You know? It's so like bleeding or cut? Yeah. Well, I, so- think, I think with the two, I think you get pierced. I think you get so pierced. So stab, stabbed or pierced. Stabbed well, in so the ribs. Two, a two consequence is mild. I don't want any like internal organs pierced or anything. Well, that yeah, but you've got you've got this amazing wonder skin. Well, that do. is mild. Thank you. I moisturize. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take a piercing um, without any internal uh, organ damage. A mild piercing. A mild piercing. I'm, it's not quite a gauge. So to explain what just um, happened, Travis did not take physical stress, but instead elected to take a consequence, which is an aspect that Dad can use against him in the future. Yeah, so my my kind of ribs are pierced uh, in in a very biblical yeah how uh, about reference. That? Okay, Cardala. Uh, actually, the Goliath uh, stands up. I got its legs. Okay, and just runs as fast as fucking possible into a wall. <laughs> I'll allow it. The Goliath jumps up, is very confused. Goes running smack dab into a wall, uh, and 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 careens back almost to the exact same point. Uh, takes some takes some stress for that. Oh yeah, it takes two stress. All right, and now it's Cardala. You're a very silly giant. I don't understand your strategy. 
<laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, Goliath could talk. I mean, I'm okay. It's fine. It's fine. I like. I can move in an action, right? Like I can move one zone and, and it not count as my action. I think in this case, I think any movement you make is justifiable. Yeah, and you yeah. can you can move as part of an action one one zone. Well, okay, so describe the scene for me as Cardala is seeing it right now because we've we've been doing a lot. Okay. So you've got Nadia hanging off the back, trying to get at Mary inside. You've got Remy up on the uh, up on the east arch, trying to oh the west arch, trying to hack. Just CSI into cybering the hell out of this the whole situation. The Goliath ran into a wall and came bouncing back and is basically standing right in front of you. Okay, perfect. I attempted your Bible story and it was ineffective, but let it be known that I am a team player. Now, I will read to you from Cardala 1-1. <laughs> and I punch it in the stomach. <laughs> it's a very active kinetic Bible. In the beginning, Cardala punched in the stomach. It's more of like a, a workout routine. you more experience than read, really? Yeah. Uh, that is a four. That is a minus three. Hachi machi. Shit. So that's a well, shift of a seven. Well, no. When you add your fight skill to that... Uh, that would be four, so it's only one. One. Okay, perfect. You have a boost, too, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's free. Yeah. That's free, dog. That's a free two. Oh, that's true. I am also still very angry that your stone throwing didn't work, so I'm adding two to that. It's probably because you used ice. Eight. You gotta use a rock, like the Bible said. Thank you, little man. Six. Uh, that's a, a six. Oh, wow. A shift of five. Shift yeah, to five. That's Shift to five. Five. That's up into that severe consequence range. If you want to take that, or I think that's about all the Goliath can take. And not only does it hit in the stomach, it 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 goes right into one of those open gaps where, because of age and because of deterioration of the machine, it goes right into the machinery. Almost gets to Mary. Almost physically gets to Mary, but the force pushes her back even more and shatters what I guess would be the Goliath's mechanical spine mm. and those precious legs that Remy wanted My so bad. My beautiful legs! Completely fold up. The The Goliath sinks down and starts to fall forward. Uh, Nadia? Do I want to knock Mary out or get her out of the Goliath? I think that this, what just happened to the Goliath with the feedback loop and everything else, She's pretty well knocked out. Okay, cool. I'm gonna uh I'm gonna try something that I wanna see if it works or not. I'm gonna like throw a grappling hook to the uh one of the entr like one of the, is there any overhanging bars or anything? Yeah, there's like a great big stone archway over each one of them. Yeah, I'm gonna hook down like pull us out, you know? Pull us out of there. Give myself right. some leverage. Do it. You're trying to pull her out with Yeah, I've got like the back of her collar, you know, I gotta get like a good grip on her. And I'm like pulling us out, you know. I'm getting us out of there as it falls, as the as the Goliath goes down, you know. Very dramatic, yeah. Very dramatic. Uh, it's a plus two. Yay, so. Travis's first positive roll of the day Yay for me. Um, and so plus. Describe first. it. Describe it. So as the Goliath is going down, throw the grappling hook, grab the back of her collar, and it, like more than like kind of pulling us out, the Goliath just kind of continues to topple, and we, you know. We we swing out of it and lower down uh, to to kind of lay her out on the ground as the Goliath continues to fall around us. And when the Goliath hits the ground, man, I mean, it just practically 
explodes. Parts go flying everywhere. Sparks go flying everywhere. <laughs> and everything is still. You have defeated my Goliath puzzle. <laughs> Yay! Can I... Can I I think I, I still have my laptop open and I still have the chat window with Mary. And I think I just chat, like type in, you still there? Nothing. Okay. I, I think I type in like, you're going to be okay. We're, we're, I promise we'll keep you safe. We're going to get you some help. I, I, I just trust us. You take Mary, pick her up and you all trudge back through poor hallelujah land, which is little looking worse for wear. You pass by, uh, John the Baptist's head, there's nothing. I pick up the head and just, I'm carrying the head also. I'm also interested in the head. It's a cool robot head. I'm into that. All right. And you make it back to the skimmer. You you punch in the uh, the return coordinates. Um, I, the, uh, I, the skimmer. I, in the skimmer, I take the head and I'm puppeteering with it like, I thought that first mission went pretty good. <laughs> what do you guys think? I like you guys. So you take a few minutes enjoy a couple of the leftover strombolis the uh the skimmer goes zooming over the gulf of mexico and uh finally arrives back at the berg uh, following the programming it lands on the landing pad on the uh in the security branch is where it comes down and uh martine and sylvain are there waiting for you as you uh touch down on the pad you see the first manifestation of uh, of Sylvain's power. He is like super fast and is is just all of a sudden almost like appears right there as you guys come out of the skimmer. And you notice he's loaded down with these big bodacious knives and bladed weapons. Um, and as he takes Mary off your hands, Martine says, uh, nice work. I approve of, uh, of the extreme violence. Your debriefing is going to be in the security conference room. Just take that elevator right there down yeah. to the fifth floor. Elevator. Just go right down the elevator and mm. uh, you can have your debriefing. What are you going to do with her? Because I did promise in, that nothing bad was going to happen, that we were going to get her some help and she'd be safe. Is that you're not going to hurt her in any way? You're just going to try to oh, help? No. help. She, she's one of ours. I'm going to roll empathy against that just to make sure that they're not lying. Yeah, do it. That's a uh, that's a four. You roll the two plus two. I rolled the two plus two. That's four. One, two. Buckle um, my shoe. So that's a five. All right. So I can't You'll never know. Okay. No, it, I'm telling you, no harm will come to Mary. So you guys uh, grumble about it a little bit because you would probably like to have a little break. You go down the elevator to the fifth floor. And you walk into a large, dark room, and there's, like, one light in this room, and it's shining down on a man sitting in a large stone chair in the back of the room. Well, I say sitting. He's kind of lounging on it. He's very nonchalant. He's got one leg draped over one of the arms, and he's leaning back on the other arm, and he's 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 kind of in silhouette. You can't really make him out. But he starts to slow clap. And he says, uh, amazing. <laughs> you clowns actually pulled it off. Mean. <laughs> Color me Franklin? impressed, man. Color me impressed. It's probably Benjamin Franklin. Is it Benny, is it Benny Franks? 
How you guys doing? I'm very proud of you. You did a good job for me. Uh, okay, because you did say clowns. Yeah, clowns is a little... Oh, I'm dead. I'm, I, that's just me. That's just me. I'm just fooling around with you. No, you're not clowns at all. You did a spectacular job. Really, I am so proud of you. Um, uh, you really, you really pulled it off. Uh, I, I, you did better than I expected. How's that? I mean, it's still kind Fuck of off? a little underhanded. Con- yeah. Cool. Who are you? Um, I'm an ancient Richard. No, well, that's my name. Who am I? <laughs> I'm the fucking king of the USA. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. What's up? I'm James, the co-host of Minority Corner. And look at that! I'm Aneke, the other co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode! What? And what do you think is going to be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm telling you, I'm We'll probably do more investigative reporting, too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig, have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like marvel it's true that's it (laughs) (laughs) i don't speak about dc (laughs) but you just did all from a perspective that's black queer and ladylike so come on over and learn laugh and play and join the corner it's a lot of fun i'm having fun right now (laughs) (laughs) minority corner oh sorry about that just had to dispatch some goons real quick hi I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly, and when I'm not kicking butt, I'm hosting the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade Sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts.